From Gimlet, this is Reply All, a show about the internet. I'm Alex Goldman. This week's episode is basically wall-to-wall swear words, with the occasional word appropriate for your children. So, listener, you've been advised. So, this is a story about the struggle for control of a multinational company with thousands of employees. The only thing is that this company, it started and it mostly existed in the mind of a teenage boy. Reporter Karen Duffin has the story. The boy is Thomas Oscar. He's 17. Hey, hello, Karen. Hey, Thomas. How you doing? He lives in this sleepy beach town in Australia, mostly just hangs out with his friends, plays with his dog, Shisha. He volunteers at a thrift shop. Um, I just, like, kind of stand around and look, look busy. That's yeah. cool. Why do you do it? Um, I, just, I, I don't know. I don't really have, like, much else to do on Saturday mornings. So the story starts last summer. It was a rainy Tuesday night, like, a few days after I turned 16. And I was sitting in my room very bored, and I was like, what can I do for tonight? And so I was like, I'll just make a Facebook group, like, for slight lols. Slight lols. Thomas likes to make Facebook groups when he's bored, like deliberately lame Facebook groups, like Facebook groups for mushroom foraging diehards. So this time around, he thinks, how about office life? I mean, his mom has an office job, and she likes the work, but he just can't really believe how stupid the actual office culture is. It's just, like, playground shit. Like, it's stuff that, like, just really immature, like, um, like or, like, leaving, like, passive-aggressive notes on the fridge, kind of like, we, like, didn't wash this spoon after they stirred their coffee. Like, rah, 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 if we catch you doing it again, there'll be a formal complaint. And, mate, like, stuff like that, just, like, really, like, petty shit. You're like, who cares? And so he makes his newest, lamest Facebook group. It's a group for people who want to gather online and imagine they all work in this office together. Online role-playing, but for an office job. And that was the birth of Staxwell & Co. Staxwell & Co? Staxwell & Co. What do they sell? They shift units. Oh, it's like uh, Spacely Sprockets on the Jetsons. They just shift They just shift units, yeah. Thomas made himself the CEO, invited his friends, and started taking applications. I just wrote up this, like, just a post being like, you have to submit a resume, like, telling what job you want. And I assigned everyone job titles and jobs. And, like, I had, like, for each department, I had a head of department. There was, like, a head of IT. And for sales, there was a um, head of sales. And then underneath them was all the, like, sales representatives, like, senior sales executives. like, And they all had to report to the head of their department who reported to me. Within days, they had everything from an office dress code to HR regulations, environmental policies, an inventory spreadsheet, even an office intranet. What does this look like? Can you can you show it to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, at the very beginning, so you can kind of see down here. Uh, We're looking at a typical Facebook group. The banner image is a bunch of computers in a cubicle, and then there's a bunch of, like, associated tags, and the tags are synergy, office, and hard work. And the very first post is about, like, a training for the new toilet system. Or there's this other post from this guy named Bradley that says, Team, I think we'll be potentially actioning our key accounts to reflect on our core values moving forward. They know all the fake words. It's also so vexing that teenagers know adult slang and adults are mystified by teenage slang. Like, if we don't know fleek, they shouldn't know core values. No, they shouldn't. They know KPIs. I don't, know, I don't know what a KPI is. A key performance indicator. I worked in corporate America for 10 years, so. Wow. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the posts look like emails. They, they have subject lines, to's and from's. And the emails look like what you might actually get in an office. And th- there'd be like a post that's like, it gets halfway through and then it cuts off in the middle. And then in the comments, they'd be like, oops, hit send too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Tim did that last week. Yeah, it happens. Still haven't heard back. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was funny in like a, a, like a kind of bit of a meta way, I guess. It was funny because you like everyone was taking it so seriously. And then there's like a lot about like fake fun because that's a thing in offices. So Zach Donald comes on and says, for anyone who's interested, I'll be hosting a get together at my mother's house for soft drink and light, light beers. We've earned it. It's, Sorry, it's I just want to bring up from this morning. Oh, we're going to get a real email. To Gimlet Media <laughs> staff, hold for Gimlet Grills offsite. Um, that's our offsite fun grilling thing that we're doing, which I have genuinely excited about because I'm boring and old. We sent around an inner office poll to see when people could schedule oh, yeah, time yeah. for fun. It was like a spread. It was like a spreadsheet it was poll. A spreadsheet. It was like, please tick off your availability over the next four weeks. Which let me just say, like, there's not an alternative. Like, you can't pull out a super soaker from your desk and be like, "We're partying!" Like, the, in actual adult life, like, you need spreadsheets to have your fun. But, but should even, you just give up fun? It does make your fun no. feel. It does make your fun feel a little gray. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. It's like we've slotted our fun into this hermetically sealed box that will occur two weeks from now. It's It does feel like a little... The thing you're describing is called a calendar, and it's like how people live their lives. So anyway, D- Thomas told me that when he was taking applications, one big problem that he had was that too many of his friends just wanted to be janitors. Like, yeah, I want to be a janitor. I was like, fuck off. Like, you're like the 30th person to say that. Like, you're not funny. <laughs> Well, there's not like you're never gonna have a company like if you if you only have five sales reps in your company, which like was when it was small, you're not gonna have twenty janitors, which is what everyone like thought it would be funny to be, or like, or people who like were like, yeah, I want to be a um a toilet technician, or I want to be the sole cleaner of the microwave in the like the break room. I'm like, no one does that in an office. Like that's not a thing. Like, wow, you were super serious about this. Yeah, like we were trying we were trying to be so serious about it. We were just trying to be like I remember at the start I was literally spending like three three or four hours a night on upkeep of the company. But within a few weeks, Thomas's joke about boring, meaningless office work was starting to resemble boring, meaningless office work. Fake resumes are piling up. They need to be vetted. So Thomas is like, screw this, finds a friend and asks him to help him manage it. Wait, that means he accidentally hired a middle manager. Oh, like, yeah. He thought he was a teenager shirking, but he's like, I don't want to do this. He gave <laughs> the job to somebody else and checked out. Like, he just became a vacant CEO. Oh, absolutely. He has a secretary within, like, two days who's, who's like, please send all messages to me instead of directly to <laughs> Thomas. That was, yeah, that was good. And it was, that was kind of the golden age of Staxwell & Co. Thomas had created an entire world run completely by teenagers, totally uncontaminated by adults. After the break, the grown-ups show up and do what grown-ups always do. They ruin everything. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. 
Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Welcome back to the show. Before the break, 17-year-old Thomas and his teenage friends were surprisingly invested in role-playing that they worked at a fake company called Staxwell & Co. Karen Duffin picks the story up here. So a few weeks into his job running this fake company, Thomas does what CEOs do. Um, I went to Vietnam for like a couple of weeks. He takes his vacation and checks out of Staxwell entirely. I hadn't been home for two weeks. I, I get home, sit on my computer, turn it on, open Facebook, look at my 100,000 notifications or whatever. And he sees that Staxwell, his fake office run by teenagers, has exploded. Tons of new users. It was like a thousand or something. Like it, it had just shot up so quick. And I was like, what? Like I just had no concept of why that had happened. There are people from the United Arab Emirates, France, Canada, the United States, actual office workers. My name is uh, David Jones, D-A-V-I-D, common spelling Jones, J-O-N-E-S. David works at a cable news company. My name is Victoria. I live in Toronto, Ontario. My day job is I'm a project manager in renewable energy. They love Stackswell. It's cute, you know, it's, it's, it's non-offensive. It's, uh, you go there, you, you get a little chuckle. You know, if you see something, like, ridiculous at work and then you see something even more ridiculous there, you just kind of smile and it makes life hilarious. And with new employees came new jokes, but, but these were jokes that broke Thomas's rules. They didn't sound like normal, boring office emails. These ones were hammy, like, over the top. And the one that really got to Thomas was this joke about iguanas. It went something like this. A bunch of iguanas get shipped to the mailroom and nobody picks them up, so they escape and they start running wild in the office. I want to punch myself in the head, like, out of anger. Like, ah! And then people start making variations on the iguana joke, like sexual harassment policies for iguanas or iguanas are stealing my cigarettes. This specific one dude, like, and he did it in the whole email format. It was like, oh, our uh, reptilian overlords have requested your meeting on next Sunday morning at, like, 3 a.m. Ha, 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 ha. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's not funny. Like, like where's the humor in that? Like, all right, you, your boss is a lizard. Like, is that what's funny? Is it the fact that he called you in for a meeting at a dumb hour? Is it the fact that lizards can't use the phone? Like, what's funny about that? It's like someone decided to make fun of an office and, like, office humor took over this joke about the office. Yeah, there's a lot of dad humor. But not everyone hated the dad humor. I don't mind dad humor. Dad jokes can be hilarious if they're done right. That's David Frew, Thomas's nemesis. In real life, he's an insurance lawyer in Sydney, and he loves his job. <laughs> I love my office, actually. Oh, what? Mine's probably the most personalized office on my floor. When David says he loves his office, he doesn't mean just his job or the people. I mean, he loves his office, the way a sailor loves the sea. There's obviously glass doors and glass windows because everything is transparent, etc. And on the glass front of my office is a number of pictures from my travels around Europe and Japan. Um, I haven't put up Indonesia or China there yet. And then once you go inside, it's a little bit messy, although I'm sure my personal assistant's cleaned it since I left. Um, I've got two screens on my desk, which just makes life easier. And I've got a statue of Lady Justice, which I bought for myself in the Louvre in 2013. 
Um, I've got a plaque my friend got me for my 21st birthday, which is a quote from Frank Herbert, which says, law is the ultimate science. Um, I've got a collection of chocolate. David is proudly, unabashedly a total grown-up. And he says that even back when he was Thomas's age, he dreamed of the day he would work in an office. I always wanted to be a grown-up. I, I never really enjoyed the idea of being in school. I mean, you know, there was a lot of free time, but it didn't feel like you were actually accomplishing anything. But what did you do for fun when you were 17? Oh, actually, that's probably a story I can tell you. All right, go. Um, so... Year 11 formal, I didn't have a girlfriend at that point in time, so I was just like, well, I might as well have fun. Um, And so (laughs) to the formal, I wore uh, 18th century formal gear, being a full dinner suit plus cape, top hat, cane, cravat, the whole works. Um, And, you know, obviously it was a bit of a hit with the ladies. Uh, Lots of photos from that night. And, of course, the next year everyone copied me. So, you know... And David was thrilled when his buddy told him about this group where you could role-play office life. He thought it would appeal to my sense of humor and was correct in that assumption. But David's kind of humor, of course, did not appeal to Thomas. I was genuinely angry. Like, I had... It just, like, made me furious that these people had, like, taken what was, like, originally, like, a meta-humor kind of thing um, and just turned it into, like, casual, idiotic jokes. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He made like a punk rock album and they're using it to sell candy bars. Like I totally understand why he's pissed off. Like it's like the point of his joke was... Your life sucks and it's fake. And they quietly co-opted it to make the point of his joke like, what if iguanas worked at your office? Which is a different joke. Yeah, they made elevator music out of his punk rock. That's exactly it. Yeah, and Thomas was so mad. Actually, let me pull up what he says. Anyone who posts about iguanas is banned. You know, you can kind of like hear people looking around and being like, is he serious? 
And someone replies, well, I welcome them. And Thomas replies, well, that's nice seeing that you're fired. And he bans him. So this is the first firing. (laughs) And then someone replies, you're a dick. And he fires him. Like, your band, your band, your band, like swinging the band hammer. And then someone else says, Iguana's forever. And he gets fired. (laughs) And then someone comes on and totally defends him. He's like, I welcome this decision and new management direction. Having never worked in an office environment before, I joined this group with the expectation of genuine generic office role play. But I've been severely underwhelmed with my experience. What, what, how did Thomas respond to that guy? Oh, someone says, Iguana know what's going on here. That dude gets fired. That guy should be fired. Yeah, and, and Thomas basically decides that they all should be fired. I, like, flipped out and wrote this big thing being like, you guys are the worst, like, none of you, none of you were funny at all. Like, you've destroyed the integrity of Staxel & Co. Um, I'm deleting this group if no one gives me a fucking reason to keep it. So the day Thomas threatens to shut down Staxwell & Co., David Frew... I'm on the way back from the beach reading my phone and I see a a, a litany of posts by Oscar. That's Thomas's last name, Thomas Oscar. And so I I sort of looked at it and I'm like, okay, I'm sure that this group, it doesn't deserve to be shut down because someone has an issue with iguanas. So he proposed a buyout. He messaged Thomas. I was like... Um, all right, how much? And it was like $20. And I was like, I talked to him, I was like, no, nah, 25 And I said to him, well, look, I'll pay 25 and draw up the contract. But I was convinced my position was secure enough without having to do so. When he was like, I'll draw a contract up, I was like, what? Like, don't do that. Like, just be chill, man. Just be chill. David PayPal'd Thomas the money and Thomas handed him the admin rights. And then David ushered in this new era of Staxwell & Co. with a post that embraced dad humor. It was basically like, I'm creating a steering committee to launch this new company. And for now, we have boat steering wheels and we have rudders. This post would have made Thomas and his friends so mad. But they never heard it. Because David's second act as CEO was The Purge. He blocked me. He he blocked me from it. I was very cut about it. I was like, why? David fired the teenagers. If, da- if you're listening, David, for you're a dickhead. Like, I hate you. Like, it's just, and it's just so wrong. Like, you're so wrong. Did he say why he did it to you? Did he tell you? Yeah, here's why. He said that you started a rival group and that you were trying to recruit people to it. Oh, yeah, I did, actually. I forgot about that. It got, like, 10 members, though. Like, I, I don't think it actually get cut. Thomas's rival group didn't catch on. But David was nice about it. He still lists Thomas on the Staxwell page as its visionary founder. In real life, there are places where kids are allowed to be kids and grown-ups pretty much leave them alone. I mean, grown-ups don't show up at actual high school dances and start grinding with everybody. And Thomas wishes that the internet were more like that. He doesn't like it when grown-ups try to act like kids. I think old people should be allowed on the internet for looking at you know, like business stuff or for you know, sending actual emails to their real bosses or to find recipes. By old people, Thomas means anyone over 25. So by his definition, I'm an old person. The grim specter of what's to come. Yeah. So how old did you say you were, like, in your 30s? Yeah, yeah, I am. So do you have, do you, sorry, do you have, like, a live-in, do you have a live-in boyfriend? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, when you go, just quickly, when you go out to, like, a Thai restaurant... What dish do you order and how spicy do you get it? I'm going to guess you order the mild pad thai and, you know, a glass of house wine. Wow. 
I mean, uh, let me guess, like you, you'd listen to, I'm going to say definitely Mumford & Sons. He's right. I've seen them in concert twice. But Thomas says that's okay. It's inevitable. Lameness comes for all of us. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've kind of like resigned myself to it, I think. Really? I just can't see, I cannot picture myself at 32 enjoying my life. Like, I can't, like, I think that's like, that's it. That's the end. Like, game over. Thomas graduates from high school this December and becomes an official adult. He hopes to go to the University of Newcastle. But for now, he's just enjoying his last few months of being a kid, hanging out at the thrift store, making Facebook groups, playing with his band. The Neglections. Oh my God. I had a band that sounded exactly like this when I was in high school. We were called Blue Onion, and this song is called Lame Parties. I thought I was like a real punk rock kid. Fuck you. <laughs> I seriously, like, I was like, I was like so disdainful of my parents, and I thought I would grow up, and like, I would, thought I would reject almost all of society. And I thought that like, when the revolution came, I wouldn't be one of the stodgy stodgy stuff shirts against up against the wall but I know that I will be why did you change why didn't you stick to your punk rock questionably punk rock self? I got less selfish I think oh <laughs> you're very well, like there's something very selfish about that that mentality you know what I mean it's like all you think about is like uh, is like your own authenticity and like how cool you are and yeah, like how you're perceived yeah. by people oh. do you guys feel weird about the fact that He's a teenager who's saying adult life is very terrible, and his view of adult life is pretty accurate. Like, is that depressing? Yeah, I mean, sort of. You know, except for society to work, a lot of people have to have jobs that they don't like, they don't hate, they just go to. And, like, Thomas is at an age where it makes sense for him to rage against that and to be like, no, not me, and it shouldn't be anybody, and it sucks. But for, like, the rest of us, like, you kind of have to make peace with it. And, like... I think that their point to him is sort of like, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's kind of funny, actually. And his point to them is like, no, it's terrible. And you guys are so brainwashed by this that you can't even admit that it's terrible anymore. Thomas promised me that he'll let me know in a few years if he's been brainwashed like the rest of us grownups. So will you call me when you turn 28 and tell me if you made it out? I I sure will. On my 28th birthday, I will wake up next to my living girlfriend like congealed pad thai on my bloody <laughs> dresser, and I'll I'll think of you, and I'll say this is this is where my life is. All right, well, let's circle back. Yeah, circle back to me. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this conversation we really like we really synergized well. I I, I really feel I feel like that we're going to be able to optimize because <laughs> of the great work that we have been able to collaborate on together. All right, yes, I would definitely agree with that. Okay, go team. I'll shoot I'll shoot you an email with the dates later. <laughs> okay, please do. All right, thanks, Thomas. Have a good one. Bye. All right, thank you, Karen. Bye. That was reporter Karen Duffin. Reply All is hosted by PJ Vote and me, Alex Goldman. We were produced this week by Tim Howard, Truthy Pinamanani, and Fia Benin. Production assistance from Sylvie Douglas. Special thanks to Emma Jacob and Emily Kennedy. Matt Lieber is that rock quarry you've been swimming at for years, and still, no one else seems to know about it. 
Our theme music's by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our ad music is by Build Buildings. You can find more episodes at iTunes.com slash ReplyAll. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>